Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. What is that? Gospel, good news. He was preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. What was Jesus preaching? Jesus was preaching that it's coming and it's coming soon for all people. an opportunity to experience the bliss of the kingdom of God. What's in the kingdom of God? I'll tell you what, there's no suffering. In the kingdom of God, there's no heartache. In the kingdom of God, there's no cancer. In the kingdom of God, there's no poverty. In the kingdom of God, there's no starvation. In the kingdom of God, there's wonderful peace with God. The prophets had some interesting things to say about the kingdom of God. The prophets of the Old Testament were giving us a picture, and they were painting with bright colors what would be in the kingdom of God. John Philip said it like this, the prophets painted pictures that of that kingdom in bright, bold shades and tints. The promised king would smite all of Israel's foes. He would reign as David had reigned, putting down all of his foes. He would reign as Solomon had reigned in prosperity and peace. The deserts would garb themselves with the splendor of Eden. The lion would lie down with the lamb and eat straw like an ox. Harvests would be so bountiful that the plowman would overtake the reaper. Crime and disease would be banished. Death itself would be put under severe restraint. A man would be but a youth at a hundred, and men would learn war no more. All nations would undertake annual pilgrimages to Jerusalem to pay their tribute to the king of kings. The Hebrew people would reign with Christ as his ambassadors, governors, and administrators. Bold colors indeed. What was the picture? Jesus was preaching, hey, look, this world's not my home. There's coming a kingdom, a reign, a king that will reign and rule, and there's going to be peace. The one that just keeps coming back to my mind is the lion will lay down with the lamb. There'll be no more death or sorrow in the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus was preaching. His preaching continued as the Bible continues in our text tonight, verse number 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled. Right now is the time. Right now is the time. It was, Jesus said, right now is the time that you need to make a decision to repent and believe because look at what the Bible says in verse 15. The kingdom of God is at hand. Now, the critic wants to say this. Ha, uh, Jesus was preaching 2,000 years ago plus that the kingdom of God was at hand, that there would be peace. Folks, I want you to know something. 
Every person that heard that gospel message on the day that Jesus preached it as recorded by Mark, the ones who repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ have been able to experience a wonderful taste of the kingdom of God because they had to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. And the truth is for us all, we should be preaching the same message. We should be preaching the message of Jesus Christ that life is short, eternity is long, and the kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace and joy. There's no death, there's no sorrow. With great emphasis and boldness, we need to let this world know that if they can, if they'll have Christ as their Savior, they'll believe with Him, accept Jesus, and they can have this wonderful promise of the kingdom of God. And all these sorrows will be behind. Folks, I want you to know something. We can have peace with God in our hearts as we live, but the promise that Jesus was preaching, it can come in a moment. In the rapture, when Jesus returns, the kingdom of God, hallelujah. Or it could come come for any of us at any time, individually, through death. Where the child of God faces death, not with emptiness, with great joy and great promise. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with God in His kingdom, in His world, in His presence. What a message. You know what Jesus was doing? What was Jesus doing with His time? He only had a short window. He only had a few years of active ministry, and He knew that because He was the God-man. You know what He decided to do with His life? He would preach. Here in a minute, we're going to talk about teaching. There's a difference between the two. Preaching is a proclaiming forth of the truth. Preaching is looking for results. Preaching is urging people to make a change. You know, with our short lives, we need to be encouraged by the fact that there is a heaven and that the kingdom of God is real. With our short lives, we need to be proclaiming forth the wonderful truth that Jesus saves a lost and dying world. That's what Jesus was doing, was it not? He was preaching. He was preaching. Why? Because he was interested in the souls of men. Jesus preaching. Number two, Jesus calling. What was he doing? Jesus was calling people to his service. It's fascinating to see how this all unfolds. The Bible continues in verse number 16. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Now, I want you to see this. It repeats itself. He sees, he sees, I like that, that he saw Simon and Andrew. He was looking for people. He was looking for folks that he could enlist into the work of God. And you know, all of us need to do that. First of all, we need to be willing to enlist ourselves in the work of God. There's all of us need to be serving Jesus. I remember when God began to work in my own heart. I was asked to do a few things. But most of the things that I did in service of the Lord as a young man 
were things I found to do. I was looking for them. I was looking for a chance and looking for an opportunity. One of my professors said, if you want to preach, you can find a place to preach. I wasn't waiting on anybody to call me to come preach at the big church. I was down at the nursing home just wearing those poor folks out at the nursing home every Sunday morning. I wasn't looking for, I wasn't, I wasn't waiting on somebody to call me and give me a chance to preach behind a pulpit. I didn't care if I had a pulpit or not. I was preaching in the homeless shelter. I was preaching to little bus kids on the street. I mean, I just had something in my heart. I had to get it out. Now, folks, I want to encourage you to do something. I've messed up a lot. I want to encourage you to do something. Don't sit around and wait for somebody to ask you to do something and say, I'd serve the Lord, but nobody's asked me to do anything. If you're not serving the Lord, it's not my fault. It's not Philip's fault. It's not a deacon's fault or a Sunday school teacher's fault or anybody's fault but your own. When you get asked to do something, I hope you'll have the spirit of these disciples. You know what Peter and Andrew and Simon and James and John did when Jesus asked them to come after me? They immediately left everything they were doing and served God. They thought, man, this is important. We're going to do it. We're going to go after it. Jesus was calling. He saw these guys. He saw Simon. And he saw Andrew. And he saw James and John. The Bible says in verse number 16, He saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Jesus was calling. He saw these people. Who are the people that Jesus is looking to use? Who does he call? I'll tell you who he's calling. He's calling... People with a mind to work. All four of these guys were busy. All four of these guys were determined to work. They were providing, they were, they were active, they were doing whatever they needed to do. We make this excuse sometimes, I can't serve the Lord, I'm too busy. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what I've noticed. Folks who aren't busy at all, the folks who aren't willing to do anything otherwise, won't accomplish anything for the gospel either. If you're busy, tack something else on for God and His glory. Ruth's grandma, she she always, when she called me, needing me to do something, I was always glad when she called. She said, you know what they say, Cody, if you want something done, ask a busy person. <laughs> it's true. I pray we'll all be busy about God's work. Jesus was calling men. He was calling men that had a mind to work. He was calling men who were diligent and busy. He was calling men who were willing. I love what the Bible says in verse number 17. Jesus said to them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Were they willing? Absolutely, yes. They went after him. They followed him. The Bible continues and says this in verse 9, And when he had gone a little further, thence, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. Here's something fascinating. It's not, uh, I won't declare, thus saith the Lord, but someone made this observation in my study. Uh, God found James and John mending their nets. They were tending to the tedious work and Someone said, this represents the pastor and the work of the pastor. Somebody that was willing to, to just get down in the de- trenches and take care of the detail work. And then he's, then the Bible says, 
that they found Simon and Andrew. What were they doing? They were casting a net. These were men of action and busy. He said, these were the evangelists. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I thought it was kind of interesting. These were two different folks. And I know for a fact we can say it like this. God calls people who have different abilities and different interests because there's a vast work that needs to be done. He needs casters and he needs menders. God's faithful. May we put our trust in Him. He was calling people He saw that were busy working. Here's what we need. Every one of us needs to be listening for the call of God. Now, God's called some people in this crowd to preach. That's wonderful. God's called some of you to different types of ministries. But I'll tell you this. God's calling all of us to His service. God's calling all of us to be faithful givers. God's calling all of us to be faithful servants. God's calling all of us to be witnesses and soul winners and gospel testimonies to the people that we come in contact with. There is no doubt about it. God's calling us all. We all need to be listening for His call. It's a still small voice that says, Hey, you need to tell that person about Jesus and invite them to church and give them a gospel track. Hey, you need to pray for this person. Hey, you need to make that visit. You need to make that call. You need to do this ministry. We need to be listening for His call. But another thing that we need to do in patterning our lives after the Lord Jesus Christ is we should be enlisting people for the work. We should be enlisting people for the work. If you know how to do something for God, you need to be asking somebody to do it with you and bring them along and teach them, train them. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chillhowie Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.